0: Brews Day Tuesday, everybody. My name is Caroline King, and you're listening to Bitch Beer. much for coming back. Sorry that there was such a delay in the last episode. I have recently experienced some equipment failures, unfortunately, had an external hard drive crash, and then also one of my mics broke, which you'll be able to notice from this interview. I ended up using my Zoom recorder mic for part of it, so I sound like shit, but Jen sounds amazing. (laughs) So uh, today's guest, that is Jen Price. I am so excited to have her back. She's a longtime friend of the podcast. In fact, first ever episode of the podcast. Um, Jen Price, owner of the Atlanta Beer Boutique, author of The Chick's Guide to Beer, and now founder of Crafted for Action, which is an amazing craft beer conference happening May 10th through the 14th, featuring some amazing panelists and people in the beer industry, including yours truly, me. So uh, stay tuned on my Instagram. I'll have posts about when I'll be hosting panels and also um, on her website, Craftedforaction.com. She has a breakdown of all of the amazing panelists, everything like that. I will just go ahead and let Jen Price get into that because I don't want to take her thunder. She explains it way better than I can. Cheers. Coachin Price, how are you doing today? Excellent. How are you? I am so good. I'm actually gonna sit on the floor. Okay. Um. So do your thing. Bitch beer podcast. We're on a budget. Um. (laughs) And one of my mics broke, so I'm just sitting next to my Zoom mic. So if you if I sound weird, that's why.
1: (laughs) It's gonna turn out just fine. Um, Meanwhile, I sound amazing. You sound yeah.
0: amazing. I gave you the best mic with the most comfortable seat. You are so sweet, thank you. Um, so I'm so excited to have you, and we're in my house, yes. and it is just so exciting to have you here. Thank um, you, thanks for having me over. Of course, yeah. yeah, you're like one of my favorite humans in Atlanta. Thank um, you. so, um, we've got a lot to discuss today, but the first one that I really want to talk about because it's coming up, it's around the corner is. Crafted for Action. Yay. I just saw this amazing post and I was like, this is like amazing artwork, everything. So tell, tell us everything about Crafted for Action, what it's about.
1: Uh, so Crafted for Action is a craft beer conference um, that I launched this year. It's the inaugural year of That's it. awesome. And I, yeah, I am so excited about it. It's a hybrid conference, so mostly virtual panels. Um, and I planned it around American craft beer week. That's May 10th through the 14th. Nice. Um, the craft beer week actually is technically from May 10th through the 16th, but I'm going May 10th through 14th with my, with my events. I like that. Yeah, that's enough. Um, (laughs) That's the first year. (laughs) That's enough. So, um, the idea this year was to just do something that sort of could leverage, um, all of the energy that we saw kind of transpire last year 2020 in the craft beer community um i think it was a transformative year for the community i think a lot of breweries were officially put on notice or put themselves on notice that they needed to change some things about how diverse they are how inclusive they are how equitable they are um but we had a lot of good conversations last year that's awesome that really um excited me and um I wanted to take those conversations and create a little more of a framework around them, and create a space where we could not just have the conversations, but then move into some action steps. Right. Um, Because talk is great, but it's also cheap. And so, you know, brewing a collab beer is awesome. You know, putting a Black Lives Matter sign in your brewery is cool.
0: Doing the Black Square on Instagram. The Black Square on Instagram
1: is awesome. Black is beautiful. Collaborations are fantastic. Right. But where can we go from here? Yeah. And so I I thought about that a lot and created. um, Initially, it was just going to be a few sessions during craft beer week. I wasn't going to do a whole lot. I was just going to do like a few panel discussions, pop ups here and there and just have a good time. But it kept growing and growing and growing into this big thing. So I I just created a conference around it. And to be honest, I've been telling myself that I was going to do a craft beer conference and just never did. And I was like, this is the year you got to stop talking about it and be about it, so I decided to put my money where my mouth is and plan it. So I'm excited about it. The conference focuses on three different topic areas, um, and they're very broad, but the first is diversity, equity, and inclusion. The second area is uh, uh, brewing innovation in technology and science. And the third one is just more like business of beer. So that can be like marketing um, Ooh, and that's stuff like that. perfect so, for you. Yeah. Ugh, that is so cool. I'm excited about it. I really am. And I got some great people on board to serve as panelists and moderators. And then, like I said, every day of the conference, there is one um, small in-person event that people can participate in if they register in time.
0: I really like that doing a hybrid event. So you, it's like you can watch virtually, you can tune in, mm-hmm. but also like you can like meet up in person. Cause we are yeah. like, I just got my second shot the other day and people are getting vaccinated. <laughs> I saw a meme the other day. That was like, this is my summer vibe. Vax and wax, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Oh
1: God. I, I, you know what? You be, I guess it is time to start going to the wax. <laughs> then you go see my esthetician. Time. <laughs> um, So
0: the, so having it in person and then all these panels, I just feel like this is going to be something that we definitely cannot miss. And going back to what we first talked about, so like discussing it last year and over the past Mm -hmm. year, everything that's changed and what's happening. So what are some steps that you guys that you want to discuss this year about like Mm -hmm. okay like yes we we all said that we are for black lives matter that we we all said this how are we going to put this into action yeah
1: that's a good question um and that's really what i wanted to kind of springboard off of when i when i developed the idea for the conference um some of the sessions are curated and and geared toward action steps so i have a session about tap room design. So, um, Ooh. not just the design, the physical design, but, um, sort of the, the thought behind how you want your tap room environment to feel and to come off to other people. Right. So, um, you know, that session will be about, um, you know, h- hiring, who are you hiring? Who's in your tap room? Who's serving yeah. people? How do you make it feel inclusive? Um, we're also talking about, um, along that track, um, Women in beer Mm -hmm. and just sort of that growing segment of the industry and not just thinking about women as, you know, the marketing director and the taproom coordinator, which are fantastic jobs. And let me tell you, taprooms would not run as smoothly as they do if they did not have women there working there. It's true. (laughs) We know that to be a fact. Yep. Um, But also, you know, what are other careers that women can have in, in the beer industry? You know, we need accountants. Yeah, we need actual brewers, yep. you know, um, and so just kind of thinking about things a little bit differently, you know, to, to ask a brewery or someone in the beer business who employs people to make these big leaps, you know, it, it may be a lot. So I want people to come away with small, actionable steps or just a different thought process right. around what they're doing. One of the other sessions that I'm really excited about is about community accountability so it's about what breweries can do to reach out into their community. Um, Atlanta's a great example. Um, a, a few breweries that we know of are in historically black communities. And that's beautiful because it gives people in those communities an opportunity to see a brewery and to go and drink beer. Um, but there may still be some of those invisible barriers there that people are, don't talk about, some of those unspoken kind of barriers like, do I belong there? Right. You know, can I go there? Um, And so that session will be about what breweries can do to kind of reach out, to go outside of their walls and really make people understand that, you know, I'm a part of this community and I want you here.
0: Right. So I love that. That is so exciting because I I think that's just the – the way forward. It's, mm-hmm. you know, we, we all stated what we wanted last year, but now this is the way that we're going to make it happen. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. really
1: cool. That's, yeah.
0: you're such a badass human. That's well, awesome. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't,
1: sometimes I don't know what I'm doing. I just do stuff and I'll tell you, like our community, as you know, is so um, supportive and I've reached out to some great people because I couldn't do this by myself. Believe that. But I, I, Have reached out to some awesome people. A lot of people are local in Atlanta, Mm -hmm. but a lot of people are not. And they've just been so um, helpful and supportive. And people want to see, like you said, another path forward, but we don't, sometimes we don't know what to do. Yeah. And people are a a lot of times afraid of just doing the wrong thing, so they don't do anything. But I want people to know that, you know, even small steps that you take are appreciated. Um, We see you. We see you making these small gestures. And, you know, and I want to go back on what I said. I don't think that brewing collaboration beers is wrong or bad Mm -hmm. or anything. I think it is an awesome way. It's amazing, yeah. To educate and to include. um, And there are breweries that are doing that as a checkbox, but then there are some that are doing it for real. Yeah. And so we're highlighting some of those breweries too in the conference those people who just keep trying to connect with people who don't look like them like we we see that and we feel that
0: i think that's really cool because that is a really good point to make because i had a conversation the other day with somebody about it about like the black is beautiful Mm -hmm. beer which is amazing collab and it was great with uh marcus baskerville oh
1: my god that was such a big deal
0: so huge and you know there are breweries who are actually like hey like who's Who's big in the community right now? Who mm-hmm. can we connect with? Who can mm-hmm. we learn from? But then there were also people who were like, hey, who are your black friends? Yep. Um, can, can you ask him to come in and take a picture with us? <laughs> Happened to me last
1: year and I declined. Oh, God. I was like, no, thank you. I don't, I'm, a, I'm not available.
0: Go, and, you You know, it's. Yeah, no. It, And knowing like which organizations to partner with and like doing your research on these places to see if they are just checking a box is very important because there's, as much as I love to support our community, we do, we do have to, the the way we get better is by calling out what's wrong with us.
1: That is true. Mm -hmm. That is absolutely true. And that's difficult to do sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, No one wants to make enemies and, and. I, I just think that people should understand that by calling folks out, it's not to make an enemy and it's not to disparage anyone. Yeah, It's to just ask you to be sincere right. and to really step up and do your part.
0: And then just really, like me as a white person, I make a special action. Like if I see other white people acting up, I'm like, hey, that's not okay. Like mm-hmm. some if someone from your community is telling you that you can't talk like that, you can't say that, that's yeah. not appropriate. It's calling out our grandmothers, calling out – the person in line in front of us who's yelling at the grocery store checker. It's, so Mm -hmm. we just Mm -hmm. have to call it out as we see it. And I think it's a very important way. Oh gosh.
1: Sorry. A important way for us to move forward. Absolutely. And we, we have allies all over the place and that's so appreciated, you know? So, you know, for people to, and that's hard to do. I would imagine personally, I mean, I do it. Sometimes I have to do it to people who, who I may be around, who may say the disparaging comments about people who aren't black. You know what I mean? I call people out, too. And it is difficult for anyone to do that, especially if it's a friend or a family member. But Mm -hmm. um, those uncomfortable moments don't last that long. Yeah. They don't. But the, the, the lasting impact that you can make by doing it is... I think, where the focus should be.
0: And a a lot of people are very scared right now because Mm -hmm. of cancel culture. They're Mm -hmm. worried about, like, what they say and how they say it and if it's wrong. But really just, like, remembering the root of it is all of us are learning and we're here to learn. Yes. And, you know, we don't have to – we can't just go to other people as our teachers and expect them to teach us how to not be racist. but. Just learning from, like, oh, that was a microaggression that I just said. Mm -hmm. Or, like, calling Mm -hmm. this person, telling this woman that she was articulate, that was a a microaggression. Like, that's not appropriate. So just learning, like, little ways that we can adjust the way we speak to people, the way we interact with people is just the best way that we can. I mean, I'm not an expert at all. I'm learning every day. None of us are. None of us
1: are. I mean, as a black person, I'm not an expert either. Yeah. But... You just know what's right and what's wrong. And, yeah. And you just keep pressing yourself to be better. I was, um, someone hit me up in my DMs recently. And it was a, a white guy who was at a brewery. He's like a middle aged white guy. He was at a brewery. He said, You know, I'm, I'm here. I see a whole lot of black people here. I've never seen this many black people here. I'm so excited, so happy to see That's awesome. people enjoying, you know, the same thing I enjoy. What's the best way to start a conversation with them? Mm-hmm. And I was like, Well, you're at a brewery and you're both drinking beer. So that's where you start, you know, just by saying, what are you drinking? What's that? That's such a good question, Such a good question. I would ask anybody that. (laughs) You know what I mean? Black, white,
0: purple, whatever. And people feel like, because I know when I first started in like actual craft beer, if someone asked me what I was drinking, I'd be like, oh, the bartender just told me that this is what I'm drinking and this is the hop in it and this is so exciting. And like, it's actually such a good conversation
1: topic. It's an easy conversation. That's the beautiful thing about beer. Mm -hmm. It's like it could, it can connect so many people it's it's a humble beverage it's very simple and but it is you know it's everywhere it's yeah. everywhere and it's so easy to enjoy it with everyone beer is for all of us
0: yeah so, exactly yeah. and i real i just realized we just like just hopped into exactly what you're doing for crafted for action which like i'm it. so excited about Thank well you. for anybody who doesn't really know anything about anybody who's been under a rock for the past million years, um, and doesn't know who you are. So exact. So what is your position in the beer industry and what got you into craft beer? Yeah.
1: Well, I started out blogging, um, just trying new beers. I was just fascinated by, by beer in general recipes, how it's made, how it's created. I was just, you know, I took a deep dive and nerded out on it real hard at the beginning of my journey. Um, And started blogging about it, um, tasting it, drinking it. Um, And then I started hosting events, my own small events, little pop-up kind of beer tastings. And that's when I launched the Atlanta Beer Boutique. Um, I decided at that time that I wanted to not only educate people about beer and expose more people to beer, um, but to create almost like a space where people could do that. So I've been working on that for a while. Um, Started out, you know, just doing the pop-up events, wrote a book about it about beer, and...
0: Well, we'll go back. Well, let's... Hold on, <laughs> because you are an author of I The am. Chick's Guide to Beer. That I is am. one of my favorite books. <laughs> Thank you. And you... So, uh, anybody who's a longtime fan of the podcast, Jen is our first ever episode, and we talk yes. about The Chick's Guide to Beer. Um, but yeah, talk to us, like, a Cliff Notes version of Chick's Guide to Beer. Yeah.
1: So, The Chick's Guide to Beer has seven simple rules for the craft beer novice, and um, I wrote it for my ladies, because, like I said, I was doing those pop-up events, and... About seventy-five percent of the folks who would come were, were women, mm-hmm. and um, I started blogging around that same time, like I said. And just kind of after every event I had, I would just write a blog post about what we did, you know, what the hops were, what the what we were drinking, and just kind of a small little educational piece. And I decided to kind of take those blog posts and transform them into a book that would be helpful um, to my ladies, to my to my girls who were just trying to explore craft beer and didn't know where to start. Um, craft beer can be so overwhelming. Yes. I mean, you look at a beer shop now, you go in, it's so much beer in there. And if you're new, it's like, where do I start? Yeah. Like, and I feel the same way when I go into a, a place that has a lot of wine in it. Wine is not <laughs> yeah. my language. It just isn't. Beer is more my language. But if I go in there, I'm like, okay, red and white and, and bubbles. That's all I know. And I, But I wouldn't know where to start. And so I, I thought about that and, you know, wrote the book because I I thought that if I could just come up with seven simple rules, bite-sized information, it's not a long book, it's actually a very small book and (laughs) with a lot of pages in the back for you to start journaling about beer, but I wanted something that would be easy to read, that would be easy to digest, um, and just easy to kind of break down just some basic concepts in beer. So that's what... uh, the Chick's Got to Beer is all about.
0: It's so helpful because it even goes down to, like, what temperature the beer should be served at, the different styles, the history of beer, the um, the glasses that you should use. Um, Because I remember you coming over to my house the first time we did the episode, and I, like, brought us beer, and it was, like, in this, like, basic pint glass, and I was like, dang it! Oh! (laughs) I am just... (laughs) I just felt like such like, <laughs> I was like, I was such a newbie. Like I should have gotten listen, some like good glasses. Listen, you can still drink it.
1: That's, that's what I always say. It's still drinkable. It is still drinkable. <laughs> but, but yeah, one of the chapters is about like glassware and how to maintain it, but also how it kind of enhances your um, experience with beer. Um, I want people to think about beer a little differently mm-hmm. and to think about it um, as more than just something you might chug or have, you know. At a barbecue or whatever, but a, a full experience because I, I really do think it it is. Yeah,
0: and um, it's that is just something that you, ever since I met you, you've always lived by. Every time I see you, my favorite, uh, my favorite quote to this day about beer is a Jen Price quote, and it's my favorite beer is the beer in front of me. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs>
1: That is the truth.
0: It's such a good quote because I yeah we just have to enjoy the beer in front of us and we can't you know it's impossible to choose a favorite beer. There's so you many can. of them.
1: You can't. You may have a style that you're crushing on at the at the moment, but yeah, that, that's <laughs> the best answer to give. It's the easiest one.
0: And then so uh, going back to the Atlanta Beer Boutique. Yes. So what? Uh, so I remember when you were getting everything started with the Atlanta right. Beer Boutique, and then the opening of the Atlanta Beer Boutique. Yeah. And then. Fucking COVID. <laughs> fucking COVID. We'll go ahead and say, fuck COVID. We're vaccinated. Seriously, right. I'm done with it. But so... so over it. Um, so where is the Atlanta Beer Boutique now?
1: Um, it's back in the conceptual phase. Mm-hmm. Um, so... You're right. I was very close to opening. I had a soft launch and everything. I was waiting on the liquor license to finish up and then COVID happened. And I just couldn't sustain the wait time. No, um, my pockets were not that deep.
0: Well, nobody's are. Mm-mm. I mean, it's you're not like Jeff Bezos, like yeah. just waiting for permission, especially the way the city just Oof. shut down.
1: It did. And, it, you know, rightfully so. Um, but it was a difficult time for a lot of businesses and a lot of beer businesses, people closed, and, you know, who knows if they'll open up, but. So my goal is to um, find a new location. Yes. That is more COVID friendly, and um, to move into it. The bank let me keep all of my stuff. They haven't come for my stuff yet. That's great. <laughs> They've been trying to work with me so much. They're a really That's good awesome. small local bank, um, and they all my stuff is in storage. The, the coolers are in storage. My kegerator. Wow. I got the biggest storage unit I could find at this place. Yeah. And everything's in it. My sofas, my chairs stools, wow. tables, everything. So now I am um I've been applying for grants and That's I got awesome. awarded a good number of grants. Shout out to Atrial Pills. That's for, amazing. Yes, they gave me a $10,000 grant that I am using specifically for the restart for this phase. So Congratulations. To, thank you. I needed it. Yeah. You know, um I didn't get a, um, approved for the second PPP, I did not get approved for any of that Fuck. federal um, loan in the beginning. Yeah, the EDIL and all that stuff because I think it's because I was just in this weird spot of actually not being open.
0: Yeah. And I think they were
1: trying to save businesses that were open and struggling. And so I totally get that. I get that because
0: um, I think you had to prove like 30% revenue decrease but it's like if, you're didn't new, any. if you were a new business that started because I know it was you and mm-hmm. then also um the harp across know, the street that makes me like, so sad they were I was so broken hearted about both of y'all because it well Ugh. there were so many businesses that were yeah just getting started yeah. and so it's uh but anyways um yeah so when you like taking that on that was a huge setback and just the way that you were just like nope nope it's cool we're gonna keep trucking on yeah. um what do you suggest for other people who are in a similar boat where it's you know you're, you're trying to start something covid knocked you down but what resources do you recommend people using
1: you know the first thing i did was um you know not really a resource but just remind myself that i am not the only one in this position you know, this has happened to a lot of people and a lot of folks are hurting way more than me. You know, I felt sorry for people like the harp who had to lay people off yeah. and then close. And yeah. so at least I didn't get that far. You know yeah. what I mean? So I think first, you know, the first thing is just your, your mindset around it. But as far as actual resources, um, there are grants available now. Mm-hmm. And the weird thing is that like when COVID first happened, there were hardly any grants available. Yeah. All the funding was federal and you had to get a loan or that was the only sort of recourse you had, but through the cares act. And once they started distributing money to cities and other nonprofits, then loans became available. I mean, grants became available uh, most recently. So I would say search for grants. There's so many out there. Um, I apply for stuff every week. It's it, like a full-time job. It's for you. a full-time You're always job. like I'm always doing it. Yeah. 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 And you can find some that are 1100 bucks to some that are, you know, 11,000 bucks and anything in between. Um, So that's the thing I would do. Just search um, locally um, in Atlanta. Invest Atlanta is sort of our development authority. So wherever you live, I'm sure there's one where you live. So that would be a good place to start too. So if you're in, you know, D.C. or Cincinnati or whatever, go to your local city's development authority and see if they have funding. Chambers of Commerce also have funding because their their goal is to create business and industry and to keep that going so um, a lot of them have grants as well and then there are lots of online resources webinars um, classes you can take about how to bounce back um how to be strategic if if you don't have the funding there are things you can do with your social media with your marketing to sort of um kind of bolster your image and um you know get you out there a little more um so I mean, those are just some of the resources I can think of off the top of my head. But um, you know, your local banking institutions too. If you are an actual business that you know you're trying to open, go to your local bank and just talk to them. I had a meeting with my bank um, just recently to to talk me through why I did not get this second round of PPP yeah. funding. So just having some some insight and knowledge um, is is a good way to kind of steer and navigate through through these difficult waters.
0: That's amazing. I'm just I, I'm just so blown away by you all the time. So it's Thank just you. it's really exciting to see and I'm so happy for you that you're getting these grants and able I'm so happy that Atlanta beer boutique is not over
1: because it that can't was be my over. I was no. like, no, oh, well,
0: I'll I'll do anything I can. <laughs> <It>
1: <laughs> I'll work cannot, for free, I'll make sure it happens. <laughs> it cannot be over. In fact, I, I found a space that I kinda like. I put it on my Instagram a few Fridays ago. <gasps> oh I saw yeah. it's so pretty. It's pretty, it's a little weird. There's so the int- the one at the works? This is the one at Fourteenth um, and How Mill at the Interlock. Ooh Yeah. I hadn't been over there in a while. Ooh. Girl, it's so built up over there. It's crazy. It's ridiculous. There's like a
0: theater over there now too, right? Yeah,
1: and a and a freaking hotel, a boutique hotel. The space that I'm looking at is at the base of the boutique hotel and putt shack, which is this like indoor like Game room for adults. Um, It's a really cool development. So that would be great. And it's an open container development. That's Which would solve a lot of my problems with needing, like, a patio. (laughs) Because that's what I'm looking for now. Like, I cannot have a space that does not have outdoor seating. That location I was at previously had no outdoor space, Mm -hmm. no... Way to even work around it. So
0: it was a beautiful space too. It was so cute, wasn't it? I definitely see a space for you being like, yeah, come sit on the patio, walk around. Here's a beer, walk around. Like that's what I want. Yeah, yeah. I think that's perfect for you.
1: Thank you. Oh my gosh,
0: I hope that space happens. You know what?
1: I am hopeful as well. I'm trying to wait for my a- attorneys are the slowest to get back in touch with you. I know, right? I'm know, i trying to wait for <laughs> one of mine to tell me about like the zoning. So the big, um, sort of hurdle or roadblock to what I want to do is that, so I want a space as you know, where you can come in and buy a six pack and take it home with you. Yeah. So that's like package and a space where you can come in and sit down for a pint. And that's mm-hmm. considered on premise. Right. And the two in Atlanta shall not coexist unless there are <laughs> certain uh, design uh, features in your space. You have to have two separate entrances to do that. Yeah. Um, because folks have to be able to come into the package and buy package and leave if they want. And they have to be able to come into the pint side and drink a pint if they want.
0: Because heaven forbid, should you see people drinking oh beer when gosh. you're buying beer? Right. Oh, the audacity. Right. Or, or
1: if you get encouraged to open the six-pack you just bought. Which oh, No gosh. one is going to do that. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like Hop City is a great example yeah. in Crock Street where they have sort of two spaces Yeah. Um, and two registers. So that's another yeah. thing. That they have two point of sale. So it's all these little nuances that you have to check off to be able to do that. So I'm waiting for my attorney to let me know yeah. if this space is properly configured for me to do it. It has two entrances, but they're kind of weird. So maybe it's more of a design thing. Yeah. I wanted to know if I need to have like a total separation of the two. Do I need to build a wall? Because my contractors, um, Storytime Construction, who've worked on lots of breweries in Atlanta, shout out to Ant and um, Paula, his wife, they're contractors and they own the business. But they, they, you know, they'll do whatever I ask them to as far as the, the build out goes and the design. Um, I just need to know exactly what I need to do,
0: right? So and the right way to do the it, right and way to do it. That's really cool. And yeah. I mean, I feel like you should be a consultant for a lot of people who are like opening. I can be.
1: Yeah. After what I, I, I opened, I yeah. could absolutely be a consultant. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh my gosh. Get at me if you're interested. But yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's where I am with that space. I just need to make sure it's going to work legally. And if it's not going to work, I have to decide which one I want to do. Do I want to be a package store or do I want to be, you know, a bar? Yeah. I would probably choose the bar. Yeah. Because I just want. I like that part about my business and about what we do in Atlanta with beer. We like to be around each other and yeah. hang out. We're such a close knit community here, we and um, we like to support each other and, and be there. So if I had to choose one, it would be just the bar, and um, you know, I do a, a bottle shop somewhere else i yeah. think
0: that's i think that's really cool i think that is very much like how you are you're very hands on with the way that you interact about beer and the way that you build a community and speaking of building a community also you're one of the founding members of craft women connect yes. as well which is one of my favorite groups in thank you. everywhere i love it thank you thank
1: <laughs> you that's it's such a um relief to have that group yes um as you know this industry is Dude, central. Very dude, central. <laughs> very, dude-ish.
0: very, very white dude, central. Not like it's gotten a lot better since like even I came on, but like gosh, past six years, it's like almost unrecognizable.
1: It, it is, and I'll tell you, like um, even at the beginning of starting it, and one of the reasons why we started it, a few of us went to a bottle share. It was all dudes. It was a, a, a group of uh, black guys, but even with the black guys at the beginning, it was just all dudes, like dudes everywhere, and like three ladies. Yeah, and we're like, this shit is whack. Like, I don't mind being around y'all, but I don't want to be around y'all for two hours or three. Like, we're the girls, we're the ladies, we're the women. Yeah. So we decided to start Craft Women Connect as our own sort of small group here in Atlanta. Um, And that's how we started, just locally, to get together, drink beer, do our own bottle shares, because we like beer too, and we know stuff, we have cool beer, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And just as a space where we could feel... um, like we were in the majority for once yeah yeah so we started with our small uh, meetups and you've been to several of them i love them um i know and then COVID happened and we had to do them virtually but
0: i loved the virtual they ones. were fun no yeah, i mean because so i the first one that i joined there were women from like chicago san diego houston i was like what so this is amazing? Cool.
1: there's no way we could have all gotten together in person you know, so that yeah. was a very cool thing about it. Um, and then we started our little meetups on Clubhouse every Wednesday um, as another way to connect with people. But now that it's getting nice out and people are cool with being outside, and mm-hmm. some of us are double vaxed, yes. we're gonna start double-vaxxed.
2: Oh, double-vaxxed.
1: <laughs> um, We're going to start our meetups again in person on a small scale here. And we have ladies out in LA. Um, two of our founding members, Beers a Gogo, Brittany Ooh, and Caitlin. That's great. Yeah, they moved to LA a few years ago, and so they're gonna, you know relaunch our in-person meetups there so we're excited about what we're doing with craft women connect we have a a private facebook group so any you know women or if you identify as a woman if you and you like beer or just want to learn more about beer, it doesn't matter where you are on the spectrum of loving beer, mm-hmm. we invite you to join our, our private Facebook group where we have really in-depth conversations and networking. Today we launched a member survey so that we can create a member database Ooh. that will have your name, your contact info, where you work, what your industry aspirations are, because we want to really create um, a network of yeah. women not just a space where we can come and talk about beer, but we wanna be able to connect with folks. One of the ladies on the group um, just posted, she just joined because she was in St. Louis and she was on another page, another group that I'm on, in St. Louis, didn't have anyone to drink beer with and was looking for people. And I said, well, join Craft Women Connect. There's somebody there. Mm-hmm. She posted at least four women said, hey, I'm in St. Louis. That is Let's so, meet up. Oh, that makes me you know, so happy. It makes me so happy too. But that's what we want to do with it. It's, it's just, like instantly having chapters in other cities yes, too. Yes, and it might grow into that. Um, right now we're keeping it real casual and easy. But we just want folks to be able to connect with, with other women where they are and and have a beer. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think that's really cool, and what I love about the Facebook page is it's completely non-judgmental. It It is. Because there's other beer pages where, like when I was first getting started, I think mm-hmm. you were part of the Atlanta beer community or one of those. Yeah. Um, not yeah, to talk yeah. shit about them because they're great, but... Um, but I posted it was like something with like hop slam and it was my uh-huh. first time trying it and I posted. It. I was like, Oh my gosh, I love hop slam, this is so good. And I thought I was like I was so proud of myself. And then like five minutes later I had like twenty comments from oh all these gosh. beer dudes that were like, more like hype slam. Oh, oh that's okay. so overrated. I'm like, Oh, yeah, so it's not good? I'm not allowed to like it. Yeah, um, bruh. But with Craft Woman Connect, when you go on any beer that you post about is like everybody will comment on how they like it and oh that's really good oh you should try this if Mm -hmm. you like that Mm -hmm. and also every time a new member comes in you welcome them you say hi everyone like here are this month's new members welcome them and everybody will sound off in the comments like oh I'm from here too like you just said or oh like this is you know welcome to the community and it's it's so cool to have that yeah. like
1: welcoming environment. I think so too. Um, and we're on Instagram too, which is more of just like a feed. But um, and we we post up there too. But I agree, the the Facebook group is where it's at. It's nice. That's we have super like cool. 500 plus members on there now. My gosh, you all grown so fast.
0: That's fast. awesome. The
1: pandemic helped because people, like you said, you know, we're just with the Zoom, we're just trying to connect. Yeah, with each other. Anybody. Yeah. So that helped a lot. You know, there was some unintended positive outcomes from the pandemic. Oh, I had... That's one of them.
0: Very many day drinking, like, I was, like, (laughs) super drunk on a Sunday because of Craft Women Mm -hmm. Connect. I was like, this is great, but I'm just, like, alone in this house, just, like, not having anyone to talk to. So, I... So oh, it was my funny. Gosh. Yeah, but we, it's not drinking alone if it's on it's Zoom. It's
1: not if it's on Zoom. And we would start at 3 p.m. So, yeah, I'd be like taking a nap by 7. <laughs> I'm like, all right, time to go to bed.
0: Time to live out. <laughs> Need a little disco nap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's awesome. And so, it's just so good to just learn about all these different things that you're doing and be able to talk Thank about you. it. Um, so, where do you see Crafted for Action going forward in the
1: future? You know what? I was just talking with Dr. J who is um, Dr. J Jackson Beckham. She's a diversity advocate and works um, on a lot of different fronts. She has her own foundation, her own organization, but she also works for the Brewers Association and she heads up their diversity. Yeah. But she she and I were talking and and and. I enjoy speaking with her because she's such a big deal in the in the beer community, specifically with diversity. Equity and inclusion, um, and I was telling her about my plans. And like when you get someone like that to give you a stamp of approval, it's like, okay, maybe I'm doing something that's yes, that's right. You know what I mean? Um, and so I was talking with her and everyone who I've asked to be a part of this. Um, and I'm I'm rambling, but um, the thing about crafted for action is that, like we were saying earlier, I am excited about where things are going in the industry, right? Um. But I don't want it to stop at just this conference. Right. So I've created, um, for anyone who registers, and all the panel discussions are free, if you just go and subscribe to um, the conference, that's at craftedforaction.com. That puts you on the mailing list, um, the email list. I want everyone to join the private Facebook group that we're creating as a result of this because my goal is to take sort of the big themes and priorities that come out of the conference the conversations that i hear and to um use that as a springboard for creating almost like work groups around these topics um, and we maybe we'll just start off with three different areas and create some uh, some action so that in the year after this conference we're not just talking we have these priorities that we we've discussed at the conference we maybe create some goals around them some objectives some action steps around them and use that as sort of um, the foundation for the twenty twenty two conference. Use that as a way to guide where the conversation goes. And in the meantime, if there are people who want to be a part of this and to help move things forward, let's come together as a group and figure out, you know, what these sort of actions or these demands, for lack of a better word, mean for our industry. Mm-hmm. You know, if we're talking about improving taproom experience for example what does that mean how can we leverage some of these organizations that are doing that you know how can we promote someone like beer culture who um create scholarships and opportunities for for people um in the beer industry how can yeah. we work closer with um you know garrett oliver and his foundation the michael jackson foundation to create oh, so great scholarships yeah. yeah how can we create you know, more leverage around, you know, someone like Ren Navarro in Canada, who runs Beer.Diversity, and who's creating a toolkit for tap rooms.
0: That's amazing. Um, You know, how
1: can we coalesce around these actions that are happening and continue to push them forward? And so I think something like, um, you know, a conference is sort of exciting in the moment. Sometimes you go to them and you leave with energy. But I don't want that energy to dissipate. I want people to have a place to continue these conversations and create some real structure around um, where we can take things and craft beer.
0: I think that's so it's so amazing. It's just so inspiring. Um, you're the perfect person for this too.
1: Thank you. You're
0: this, it's amazing.
1: This might be my calling. Like it is. I I love connecting people. You that are is like so my personal mission is to create genuine connections among people. Mm-hmm. Period. Beer or any other industry. You yeah. know, and I said this on another um, I think one of my sessions, one of my um, IG lives I did that my Passion really is community and connecting people. Beer happens to be the vehicle that I used to do it. But I think that, you know, I am I am just so in love with the idea of um, creating energy around things that matter with people who really care about them too. Yeah. And, and using that as a way to kind of, I don't know, spread the good news about, about how we can really create a true community in craft beer. Mm-hmm. And I, I always come back to Atlanta because I see it happening here and I see it happening across the board and across races, genders, nationalities here. Um, and I think Atlanta can be a model for a lot of other places for how to do it, for how to do it right.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, cause you go to other cities cause I'll go out to like Portland and Austin mm-hmm. and Chicago, of course, mm-hmm. like now that I'm vaccinated. Um, but you go to these big cities and, um, like, last time I went back up to Chicago, I was walking around, and I was, like, in Wrigleyville, walking around, and I was, like, there's, like, something, like, not, something a little off. Like, mm. you know, nothing, like, just, like, what's, what is this? Like, yeah. the vibe is off. And it's, like, oh, I'm surrounded by white people. Right. Like, there's <laughs> no, like. Where's everybody else? Where's everybody? Where are the it's people Chicago? Going? Like, this is, like, <laughs> so it's just, you know, like, finding, like, because, yeah, like, it is a bit, like, if you are in these big cities, like, um, Finding your community mm-hmm. and going to the beer community and like finding mm-hmm. like learning how to invite people of all different backgrounds yeah. into your environment so yeah. everybody feels welcome.
1: Absolutely, I think we may have some of the most diverse tap rooms in the country. I agree. Here, there aren't many places where you can go and you see as many different people as you do yeah. in Atlanta tap room, and yeah. it's beautiful.
0: Yeah, that. it's it is really it's it's yeah. really really cool. I it's think awesome. So too. Yeah. yeah, I love it here in Atlanta. I
1: do, Woo! I do. I will say that Craft It for Action, um, it will always be an Atlanta conference. Awesome. I wanted to stay here yes. forever. Um, this year, like I said, the, the panels are virtual, but I'm doing a small event every day. But next year, hopefully that, you know, is more balanced, that it'll be an in-person conference. That'll be awesome. That we stream virtually for people who can't be here. <sighs> That'll be so and cool. And folks just, you know, just descend upon Atlanta <laughs> and just swarm Atlanta from all over for the week and we end it with a big finale. This year the finale is something I'm calling Bruise and Beats.
2: Ooh, and it's, that's so yeah, cool. It's
1: an interactive pairing that pairs um some local Atlanta women producers <gasps> with beers and they create a sound, a beat, a original piece around it. And present it to us that night. And we all drink the beer together while we're talking about it. That is very so cool. A very cool, interactive event. But I want that to be the finale next year and to be bigger and bigger and bigger. And we're all drinking beer and listening to music. and
0: That is so cool. I can't wait.
1: I'm oh. already excited about 2020. I just got
0: chills. That's oh, like so cool. <laughs> oh my so gosh. That is so cool. It.
1: Yeah.
0: And so for Crafted for Action, um, mm-hmm. do do people buy tickets? Like, how does it work?
1: Yes. Yeah, so for the in-person events, because they're small, um, and I'll just go through those real fast. Monday is a VIP bottle share because that's my birthday, May 10th. Oh I'm my doing... gosh, happy early it
0: birthday. Is, thank you. You're a Taurus, right? I am. Oh my gosh, up. that's right. I yeah, love it.
1: 100,000 percent Taurus. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, so that's a VIP bottle share. That's gonna be very very small, 25 tickets will be sold for that. Tuesday, um, we're going to do a tour of round trip brewing because that day is about um, innovation and in brewing. So Ooh, yeah, we'll have space for in either. 20. Oh, you would love their tap room. Nice. You're going to love it. You can tell it has a woman's touch. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. Amy Amy did her thing on that. That is so cool. Yeah, it is. So that day we'll have 25 tickets available for people to come and tour their brewery, have some beer, hang out and meet them. Um, Wednesday is Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Day. So we're doing something at My Abuela's Food with
0: Ooh, Luis. Ooh, Luis. I love Luis. He's I the best. I know you love Luis. Ugh. He is in
1: Puerto Rico right now. I'm
0: so jealous of him right talking now. Talking about
1: his beers that he did with Second Self Brewing. He's such a Two badass beers. He's such a badass. So that's what that session is about. We're going to meet at his restaurant. Second Self is going to come, and we're going to that's talk cool. about that project that they did and eat some of his delicious food, drink some beer. Um, Thursday, it's... Um, all about the business of beer and so we're doing a homebrew day a demo with Corey atl um oh soul brothers brewing that's going to be a small event 15 people can come to that and buy tickets and you'll get a whole brew day with him actually like a four-hour day so you got to be able to have some time to spend with him but he's going to go through everything you would need to homebrew and show you just how to do it right there on the spot that's and awesome. then friday as i said is the Brews and beats event and that i think i have 50 people that can come to that that's, that's awesome. going to be at Kentucky. That's um, so cool. Yeah. So the in-person events are small and intimate. Those tickets are on sale right now, but all the virtual events are free. We just ask you just give us your email address so that we can send you the link to be able to participate. It's going to stream live on the private Facebook group and on YouTube.
0: That is awesome. Yeah. I am so excited. I'm going to, if you look at my Instagram bio, I, ha- I will have a link for tickets Thank you. and um, all of that info. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for being here and talking about this event and just you in general. You're just amazing.
1: I love you. And I thank you so much for always reaching out and being, um, being a big part of the beer community in Atlanta and telling our stories. Um, yeah, it's such an important part of, of what we're doing and what we plan to do with, with beer here. So Thank you.
0: Oh, thank you. I just, I am just here to learn and like learning from all these people who are experts is just mm-hmm. so cool. And the more I think I know about beer, the more i the more I end up learning in the Me long run.
1: So. Me too. i a student forever.
0: Yes. Awesome. All right. Well, we'll catch you next time. Thank you again so much for listening. Jen Price is just the best, isn't she? I just love having her on. So that again is Crafted for Action. It's craft beer conference. The website for that is craftedforaction.com. This conference is happening May 10th through the 14th. Uh, Check the website, craftedforaction.com. It has a full list of all the panelists, the speakers, all the topics. It's a really great informative site and you'll get to see who who you're going to be interacting with uh, in this virtual conference i'm so excited and so grateful that jen decided to include me and just completely honored to be even considered among all of these amazing panelists um thank you again so much for being so patient with me equipment failures are things that are just completely unforeseen but i am putting a lot of effort into creating some amazing content moving forward for bitch beer I've got some new mics coming, so don't worry, I'll sound better. I know I get a ton of complaints from people about the way I sound. It's okay part of it's my voice so that's something you're just gonna have to fucking deal with but otherwise as far as audio and technical I am putting a lot of effort and money and time into making bitch beer a lot better um speaking of a huge shout out to Lillen field group my lawyer Kennington Groff she assisted me in getting the trademark for bitch beer yay it's official it's been a long process and she was just amazing in helping me get that done and I'm super grateful so lots of amazing things to come we've got swag coming up Um, also go to bitchbeerpodcast.com to sign up for the newsletter we'll be featuring some amazing new bottle shops and some new beers coming up Um, I'm always looking for new beers to try so please shoot me an email at caroline at bitchbeerpodcast.com Um, If you have any new beers you want me to try, shoot me an email. I'm always on the hunt for new beers. I never, ever claim to be an expert, so I'm always looking for suggestions. Please stop trolling me on my comments um, on Insta. I can't stand these fucking beer guys telling me how shitty my beer taste is. I don't know any better. (laughs) But thank you all so much. I will be back in a couple weeks with a brand new episode, and I can't wait to hear from you. Cheers passé. Oh nous avoir. Non,
2: pas de en Nos temps passés Si que tu te avec un joli fille, t'es dans les grands dangers ça va te la voler T'es dans le grand danger, faudra tu fais ta vie avec